Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called a apple cider mimosa, and that's exactly what you need. You need two tablespoons of sugar, one tablespoon of ground cinnamon, one bottle of bubbly, and how you're going to make this is you are going to, on a small plate... Um, mix the sugar and cinnamon, dip the flute in water to wet the rims, then dip in the mixture. Fill the flute halfway full with apple cider, then top with champagne. And that's an apple cider mimosa. I couldn't think of a sexy little name today because my brain is exhausted. <laughs> but that sounds tasty to me. Flavored stuff. You know, I don't really, really like any of the juices like. All those juices with the pineapple, apple cider. I don't like apple cider. The rose uh, cider is okay, but yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know. It reminds me of what I think pee would taste like. And I don't know why I even say that because I don't know what pee <laughs> tastes like. Um, never tried it, but anyway, you guys, welcome back to Cocktails Dirty Discussions. How was your week? My week was full, girl, full. Even though I'm happy that people mm-hmm. are getting married, I'm always happy when it starts to dwindle down and it's almost over with because the shit is just so time consuming and tiring and, and quite frankly, expensive. <laughs> um, so I worked a lot during the week and then um, my girlfriend Ingrid is getting married. So we had to switch. Poor bride. She had to change up all of her wedding plans mm-hmm. because of COVID. So while we were supposed to be in Miami for the bachelorette party, that couldn't happen. Yeah. So we did it in Atlanta. Yeah, it, it, we still had a good time. Um, there was some, uh, you know, girls always have a little tad bit of drama. Um, but it was fun. It was a great, long, tiring weekend, bro. I'm tired. My um, my sister came out here um, for the weekend, and she no. brought all three of her children. So they were coming out here Yeah, Ooh. by herself. Um, her husband had to work and he just started a new job. But anyway, um, they were coming out here to see, um, her, their other grandmother. Um, and -hmm. she lives down in Columbus, I want to say. So she wanted to spend some time with the girls. So they flew to Atlanta and then, um, they drove up to pick the girls up. So me and Mallory got to hang out. Like, I guess that was Saturday, just us two. And then they came back on Sunday afternoon Mm -hmm. She got so fucked up. I don't know how. <laughs> and like we went, uh, we went out and had lunch. She like ran some errands with me, and then we came back to the house. And she was still drinking. I had stopped, and I guess that's what did it did it in because Mallory mm-hmm. said, "I'm kid free, husband free. Turn yeah, on up." Sunday we went to go eat, and she was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't want anything else to drink. I will have water." <laughs> Um, but we had a good time. It was nice to hang out. And I had a lot of fun with my nieces. We made a uh, mukbang video. They really wanted to do that. They love making YouTube videos. So I set up all the stuff in the kitchen so that we could do it. They told some crazy stories. So I'm going to try and get that edited at some point this week and just put it on my YouTube. But the stuff that comes out of their mouth is just so crazy at times i'm like who are these kids where did y'all come from and then don't you love mm-hmm. being an aunt i was like i was texting everybody i don't ever 
I don't want kids. This was exhausting, and that was just, I wasn't even around them that long, but they were just, like, burnt <laughs> up then. It was Raven's birthday, so uh, we went to dinner one night and hung out with her. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't do a whole lot. She didn't really want to do a lot this year. And then what else did we do? I guess that was it. It was a long weekend. I'm still tired. Oh, girl, we both tired. We both tired. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to like pick it up. I'm trying to pick it up, too. I am so sorry. y'all. I'm tired. I'm just exhausted. My sister's pregnant. I can finally talk about it now because she exposed herself. (laughs) Um, it's exciting but it's sad she has a condition called hyperemesis and it's you guys google it she basically lives in the ER so she hasn't been able to enjoy the pregnancy but she is pregnant I can't wait to meet my little niece I think it's going to be a girl so I'm saying a niece good luck with that I love nieces excited Um, I guess that's it for me I don't have anything else to share Yeah, I was gonna bring up our birthdays, but I'll just wait until the next episode. You are ready. You ready We're for these tired. birthdays? Um, okay. Y'all. Today we have a guest with us. Let's welcome Madam Carmen. How are you? I'm well. How are you guys? We're doing well. I yeah. See you. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for coming, Madam Carmen. Before we start to play our game, um, to loosen everybody up, tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and um, what you do. I'm a, I'm a femdom, or you call myself a, a dominatrix. I've been one for almost 10 years now. I'm a part of the BDSM oh, wow. lifestyle. Um, I'm, I'm very pro sex. I'm very, very pro much, uh, very much so pro uh, sex work. Um, I have my own um, brand and event called Kinknick. Um, it's actually one that's coming up this weekend. Um, yeah, like free free yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, so what do y'all do? Huh? Well, it's um, I, it's a, it's a, it's an event that I created to be able to help educate people who are interested in being a part of the BDSM lifestyle, lifestyle who are actually interested or just curious. I just want to spice up their bedroom, you know, mm-hmm. they come and um, get to explore and play with us kinky folks. And of course, I do a couple of demonstrations before I, I let everybody out to, in a while to go play. Um, mm-hmm. And I always stress to them, you know, the the pros and the cons of BDSM, as well as the rules and guidelines that we must follow. It's like as far as consent and uh, making sure that we do, we, we practice our safe words and safety and everything mm-hmm. else. So. Mm-hmm. Well, girl, we got a lot of questions because whenever, whenever anybody calls themselves a professional anything, I always want to know, okay, well, what steps did you take and what makes you a professional? But first, we are going to play a game here on Cocktails. We play a little game called the scenario game. So we're going to give you some scenarios and some options and you'll pick one and then we'll get into our discussion. All right, I'll go first. This one says, you meet a guy, you have sex with him, then you go to your gynecologist appointment that just so happens to be the following week after your hookup. The doc tells you that you have chlamydia. Yikes. How do you tell the guy? A, you don't. B, send him a text. Or C, call him along with any other guys you've hooked up with in the same time frame. Tell him you got tested and you have the clap and are unsure if you got it from him, but he should probably get tested. The responsible thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> most likely C. C, yeah. Most likely C. Because any other ones come with karma, and I'm good on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happened to one of my friends, and she was so responsible. And I was like, wow, that is go- that is great of you. She was like, it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, we um, just have to face the reality behind being adults and sex. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten some calls before. Like, I got tested and I have this. You should get tested. I've never got the call before and it always makes me wonder, am I just dealing with people who are irresponsible or have I just dodged the bullet? Mm-hmm. Call before. I've never got the call before. That's why you okay. Have to okay. Here's the second one, Carmen. You have been talking to a guy for a couple of weeks. He asked you to come over for a movie night. You go. Things get a little hot and heavy. He only wants some head, though. Nothing more, nothing less. You, A, you like sucking dick, so you give him the head. B, ask him why he doesn't want to return the favor. Or C, leave and don't talk to him anymore because he's childish. Is he only wanting it? Mm-hmm. He just wants you to suck his dick, nothing else. And this is somebody I just met? Or we just, we just, yeah. Netflix and y'all been talking yeah. for a couple y'all of weeks. Y'all been talking for a couple, couple of weeks. weeks. I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm telling you right now, I'm leaving. I'm, that's so rude to me. I don't know why. Unless it's like your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and why just head? You don't want the main attraction? Hmm. I will tell you the times in my life that I have only given a dude head. These, I was very young and stupid, and I. What's nothing wrong with? I personally think there's nothing wrong with giving head in, in any random moment, but for someone that I've just met and that's all that they want, if I feel that way and comfortable enough to be able to do that to them, then mm-hmm. we set the tone right there. Like that's, yeah. that's what this gonna be about. Mm-hmm. But I want to be able to ask. I want. I want something too. I mean, that's yes. what I'm saying. I mean, yes. like, like that first option exists, though. It's a reason why that's an option because mm-hmm. there are women out here that actually are okay with a man saying, "Hey, you want to give me some head?" It's, it's straight and direct. You know what exactly what he wants, and if you want the same thing, I I feel like go for it. But me personally, no, good. <laughs> okay, last one. You're on a first date. The guy is extremely awkward, and you are not having a good time. Do you a Act like you're going to the bathroom and dip. B, tell him he's a nice guy, but you don't think y'all are a good match in the date. Or C, have an attitude for the rest of the date. A. (laughs) (laughs) You mean? (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to remember if I've ever done that. I think I usually just like finish the date. And that's it. It's it's nothing. I tell people it's absolutely nothing wrong with ghosting people as long as you're doing it <laughs> in a in an appropriate fashion. What's an appropriate way an to appropriate ghost somebody? Way to go to the bathroom. I ain't oh not just in front of your face. I feel like you should just be like, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm not enjoying myself. I always try to give people like a chance because, you know, like sometimes how you can be awkward when you first meet somebody or someone makes you nervous. So I try to like tough through it because they might think the same thing about me and I could just be nervous. But like you won't. I won't see you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or then I say look up the trip. We don't even have to explain all that. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Okay, well, before we get into our discussion, I'm going to go ahead and move on to weird sex. So you said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury like dessert. Yeah, a man is absolutely not a necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. 
I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. But you don't really need them to live. Sex. So this week's weird sex. Um, lockdown, you know, has been really tough for a lot of people, especially the swinger community. Now, there's this British couple who have planned an end of lockdown party, swinger party for about 50 fucking people. Of course, these people are rich as fuck because where the fuck are you going with 50 fucking people in a time like this when a lot of places are still closed? They're doing it at their mansion. This guy is like millionaire, filthy rich and 72. He um he is known in the area that they live in in Britain um for having these sex parties but five years ago somebody died um he had a James Bond themed orgy at the house and somebody died so he's been having a hard time since then and then COVID came and just shut the whole shit down but they're ready to get it popping again so him and his partner who's a nurse um have decided that they're gonna do this party um I don't think that it has happened yet they said that they were going to be doing all sorts of like taking extra measures but when people are having these parties and things like this i'm like how the hell are you taking any measures if it's a swinger party is everybody just going to be six far six feet away masturbating because at some point you gotta get together i don't know i'll find out what happens with the orgy party or the swinger party but um his wife says she doesn't even participate she just likes to host the parties and she likes to socialize she doesn't play with anyone and he does all the fucking could y'all see yourselves having that sort of arrangement with a partner where it's like you're just making food and snacks and refilling drinks a day while the other one is fucking everybody? <laughs> well, I want to know. <laughs> the faces you are making. How rich He's is this man? a multimillionaire. Because I don't know how many millions. He's rich. She's a... Yeah, and she's a nurse. Old. At this point, I might yeah, be okay with it. I can see myself it. being like, I don't even want to help with the snacks. I'll be upstairs on my in my wing of the house. You guys carry on. Don't bring that Corona shit in the house. You need to stay outside. Oh, that's the other thing. They're gonna be outside, yeah. <laughs> not inside. And as far as the COVID precautions, I'm just starting to look at every place now. Like they say that they're taking these precautions, but they just say it to ease everyone's minds because I've been to places now where I'm like, this is not even on the airplane. It's like, y'all, this don't make no sense. We skip a seat, but then everybody stands up to get off the Why plane. Why do people right rush off the plane like that? I do not understand. <laughs> like everybody gets up as soon as we land and that little ding goes off and it's just like. But the door ain't open. The Where door are is you not going? open. The door ain't open. It's your layover. Because that just happened to me recently. I had a session and in, in, somebody booked me for a session in New Orleans. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I missed my layover because I didn't rush like everybody else. It was three people. No, it was like it was like a, a good 10 of us from that same flight that missed it. But it was like three three people that were like, as soon as the, the, the plane landed, they were already, they had their bags with them. And they mm-hmm. were like off the plane. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize why they were rushing because I was asking that same question. Like, what the hell? We all go in the same place. And that was when I realized that I should have had my black ass running too because I had to mm-hmm. wait three hours for my next flight. So that mm-hmm. running counts sometimes. Be more careful. <laughs> <laughs> Need a longer layover time next time. <laughs> Just the flights. Okay, so back to you, Madam Carmen. Madam so, Carmen. So, where are you from? I'm from St. Louis originally. St. Okay. And where are you now? 
But you live in Houston. I live in Houston for almost 10 years now. And so how did you get into being a professional dominatrix? Um, I mean, I, I studied BDSM on my own, like, leisure time, mm-hmm. you know, just doing a little bit more research on it and exploring the things that I would like or would like to explore. And it got to a point where um, I started doing cam girl work, like sex work on cam. And uh-huh. I had like a, a nice fan base, a nice following at that point. And some of my fans were just kind of like, you know, really into the, the financial domination portion of like uh, domination. And they were like, you know, take my money. I'm just like, okay, you know, we can do this. So did that and established relationships with them. They helped build up like my toy box that I have now. Um, and I just kind of like, I was already practicing and participating with like certain partners, like lovers that I was involved with at that time. But then it got to a point to where I was like, you know what? I think I can start marketing myself and like, um, you know, selling, uh, like advertising myself as, uh, as a professional dom. Like I, I feel like I can get to that point to where I can do that. And I started off with, you know, like basic little sessions here and there, um, until I got to what's a basic um, session like a pegging like a basic pegging session or a spanking session uh foot worship just something that's like that's not as extreme on the extreme levels of bdsm like it was just basic play just me just trying to learn uh different skills and stuff like that i was always i was always transparent and um honest with any play partners that i did have i was letting them know like yeah like i'm still trying to learn the ropes of these things like mm-hmm. and they were patient with me um mm-hmm. so you know once i finally got like my own little niche and i got myself together then it just kind of took off like they like it kind of spoke for itself like it represent your reputation kind of precedes you because you know um once you build up a clientele and a, a lot of my clients were okay with the fact that i filmed them like they were they were perfectly fine with that so once i posted those things people are like contacting those people like so did you really have a session with madam carmen and how was it like mm-hmm, is it worth mm-hmm. the money is it worth it it's like a reference and they'll literally call me or i mean they, they'll literally um you know inbox me dm me message me email me and say you know this so-and-so sub you know referred referred you like and i i would love to have a session and now it just kind of just comes with like being a part of this lifestyle for so long that you know if I say that I'm coming in town, people are like, oh, I finally get to have my opportunity to have a session with, with Madam Carmen. So. so when you say that you did your research, what does that entail with this type of work? Is it just like you get on Google and you're like, how to become a dom? I didn't do the how to become a dom. I, I learned about BDSM. I'm more a part of the lifestyle than just the, the money aspect of it and just becoming like a dom. Like I wanted to know why I wanted to be a dom. Like I wanted to know if domination was even for me because maybe I could be a submissive or maybe I'm a switch. There's different roles than just dom and sub within this lifestyle. And I wanted to study all of those aspects because I wanted to know where I was, where I was better positioned and placed. Cause I know there was a place for me. I just wanted to know where my place was. So finding and discovering that was going through the research of basically first things first is breaking down BDSM, the actual acronym, and then going from there. Everything else stems from that and you work your way down. 
So what I mean are the steps. What steps did you take? Is it like reading books? Is it going to classes? Is there like a school for this? Own courses now, but you can go, you can go um, there. They have, well, in, I know in Houston, we have courses in our, um, our LGBT community. They have a lot of um, kink spaces and like BDSM friendly open spaces for people to be able to um, express um, like their experiences within this community. We also have a website called FetLife. Is that I what you did? To, I was very private about mine and I was very, very reserved with mine, like, and just solo. I didn't really venture out and explore. Plus, like, I was in the, when I first, like, really started studying in it, I was in a small mm-hmm. town. So I didn't really have too many people to interact with, that, which has made it easier for me to be able to study. But at the same time, though, to be able to actually practice it, I only was able to do that when I had lovers or partners. So, mm-hmm. um, so when you were saying how you were marketing yourself, what did you actually do to market yourself? Were you like posting videos on Twitter? Um, or what? Um, I started what? off on Tumblr. Tumblr, okay. So I started off on Tumblr because like I said, me being a cam girl, I had already established that from having like like mini vids and all of that. Like I've already had my content being sold. So they already knew me as that. And then mm-hmm. I, I had to take myself, mm-hmm. I had to eva- like give myself a self-evaluation. Like, is this like all I want to be seen as is just this cam girl or do I want to be viewed and respected or viewed in a certain way outside of that and that was when I kind of stepped like I retired from like the cam girling and and actually really focused on like establishing my own brand and stuff which has got where it got me at now I just um went public about being a dom last year but I've been Mm -hmm. a dom for so long it's just only people who were close to me knew. I just kept it so private. Um, Do you work another job or is this solely your... I'm in healthcare. I've been in healthcare since I was 16, 31. Oh, wow. So how did you establish what your rates would be for everything? Um, the first time, I got humbled. They were <laughs> established for me. And that's what I tell uh-huh. people. So, like, my first session, I was trying to charge him $200. And he was like, no, nah, I'm going to give you 50 I was like, okay. <gasps> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He like, said he wants 75% off. He was like, I don't know you. And you don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm not going to pay you $200 to do something that you have no clue. And it made so sense. So, what were you doing with this person? Um, It was a pa- it was a, a pegging a session. Mm-hmm. session. And that's something that would be worth $200 if you know what the hell you're doing. So, okay, when you were pegging him, this first client of yours that has humbled you, how did (laughs) it go? go? My first time. Walk us through Mm -hmm. it. This exact experience that you're talking about, the one who said, I'm not giving you 200, you can have 50. You get there, boom. I don't think I had a session with that particular person, but I think I had one. The first time I had a session, but that particular time when he said he was going to pay me $50, I was like, let me see if I can get 80. (laughs) <laughs> more out of someone else like I was just trying to see you know you just kind of you kind of kind of play with your numbers I, I have to do the same thing with cam girl like when you're selling your own videos and your own content I didn't use the platforms of OnlyFans and stuff so no but how did the action go we want to know how the action of the first time you pegging a nigga went um, that's what we want to know I mean it went, it went <laughs> the guy was more uh I was more um no vice than he was. He was more experienced than I was. I wasn't the first. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his first pegging session. So he taught me a lot. He bought my first strap-on harness and attachment. Mm-hmm. Like, he got me my first little strap-on kit. 
tried it out on. He put it on me. Um, and you grabbed his booty and just started no, dipping it, it in. Work like that. I'm How does that. it work? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like I said, once he put the strap on me, we we had a conversation about um, rules and limitations and all mm-hmm. that and safety and. Yeah, responsible. I have to make sure I say these things because that's a part of my my career. Like that's a part of what I yeah. do. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like I said, when we had our once we discussed all our limitations and stuff like that, that's when we started our session. And I mean, it was just a it was a slow glide in there. It wasn't anything extreme. What? I wasn't I wasn't a professional in it. Like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So you don't want to go into someone's asshole and fuck up their shit literally. Well, yeah. What position were y'all in? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. the first time and then he laid on his stomach because I couldn't get it in the right way uh-huh. once I got it in there I massaged the hell out of his prostate and that was pretty much the first time I had a, a strap session it was pretty how would you rate your stroke game now now what now. I'm known for mm-hmm. I have a very good stroke game that's what I'm known for how how did you figure out like what to do were you like mimicking when somebody fucks you or are you just music Okay. So hmm. I like settings and I always set the tones and the moods for my sessions. So all sessions are different and they're special and specific to the person that I'm having my sessions with. What's your favorite type? Of sessions? Mm-hmm. Like the, the vibe and the mood and everything that you're going for, where you really enjoy that one more than the rest, maybe. Um, someone who's very, very, very uh masochistic. Mm-hmm. Someone who loves pain. That's yeah. Because that means I can do a lot more to you. You have a le- lot less limitations on what I can do to you. What kind of music you like to play for those clients? Uh, FKA Twigs, Nirvana, <laughs> um, a lot of rock, um, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of uh, alt, a lot of house music. Do you bring them to your house or do you get like a hotel room? <laughs> Only people that come to my house is people who I do business with, I break bread with. But um, no, I have my own dungeon space now. At first I didn't, but I would use hotels um, until I have established a relationship with them enough to where we would do it at their house. But that's very, very rare. I have like three subs now. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I have four regulars now. But I only go to one house because but I've been going to his house for seven years. So, so. Mm, that's a long time. So how do you how do you meet these people and how do you make sure you're safe? My first time I met clientele was at uh, was on um, Craigslist before they did all the whole shutdown because of sex workers and all of that. Mm-hmm. You meet them on Craigslist. Um, you do a lot of vetting and screening. A lot of sex workers have to do that period anyway. And that's just how you choose to do it specific to yourself. I know some sex workers that'll tell you, take a picture of yourself with three fingers up just to verify that it's you and you have to be to your mm-hmm. face. They can't send you a picture like this, like this. It has to be three fingers wearing a certain color sometimes just to make sure that it's you. That means you can't find it on Google. You can't just take some off somebody else's social media page and send it to them. It's specific to you. That's how you screen people. Um, what do you like to do? I FaceTime, uh, meeting meeting us in a neutral spot where I know that if I scream really loud, I'm be all right. <laughs> I mean, I'm to a point now where screening is 
it's easier because of who I am. That's kind of like the, that's kind of how it is. Like, because my face is now attached to who I am, like people knew who Madam Carmen was, especially in Houston. So especially in the, in the, the King community in Houston, when I started to come out and I'm like, hi, I'm Madam Carmen. They're like, you, you're Madam Carmen. That's how it was. And I'm just like, how you know who the fuck I am? I've been, you know, under wraps. Like I've been out in the mm-hmm. cut somewhere. Like how the hell you know? But that's just how like submissives would talk. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, she fucked the shit out of my ass. Or we had a great session or whatever the case may be. And that's how I said it's. So it kind of, it's more so a, like now I have people that'll say, um, I would like to have a session with you. And I, since I have my own event, I'm like, well, come to my event, meet me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That crazy at my event. I have a whole staff, so I'm okay. Have you ever had an experience like that where somebody was like acting crazy? No, I had one. The only time I, the only issue that I've ever had for the past nine years I've been doing this mm-hmm. was one person trying not to give me all of my money. Oh, hell no. How did they try not to give you the money? So what did the, he gave he like all that money? Short- he, yeah, he tried to, you know what I'm saying? Like he was bullshit and I had already knew though. So that's the thing about me. I'm very good at reading people. Um, you kind of have to be in this type of field. So um, beforehand, that's why I said professionalism, professionalism comes first before anything, because you got to, as a dom, have to be aware of your scene at all times. So as soon as someone hits my scene, I'm automatically responsible for them, their health and all of that. So um, I had a particular guy come in. He was a he was a bartender or something. So he was kind of tipsy. He was like, I had bought me some some drink or whatever from work before I came here. So he was already inebriated a little bit. So I kept my eye out on that. I asked him, you know, that's then once he got there and he was inebriated, you know, I got there are certain things that I do because you if if I don't care if you're high off weed, whatever. I just need to ask you some questions to see how alert and oriented you are. So I did ask him some questions. Um, I had him do the same little stand on one foot. I just wanted to see his balance and he, he passed. He was just like, and he was an <laughs> asshole about it. Like more so of I I did it. So now you can, can we have a session? Can we start now? And he was just really bratty about it. And I'm just, this was kind of like, you know, I had, like I said, my eyes were a little bit bigger and I'm more aware at this particular moment. Um, but yeah, towards the end of the scene, um, this particular session was a deep throating session. I had my strap on mm-hmm. And he just wanted me to like fuck his whole throat up. So, um, did oh. that. Um, after the session, I already told him how much everything is before you even see my face. Like before you even meet me, you already mm-hmm. know how everything mm-hmm. is going to go. So he was like, you said this amount, right? And I was like, I just looked at him like, you know what the fuck I said? Don't play with me. Mm-hmm. At that point was when I had to like, I have security where that particular dungeon was. So, like, I had opened the door and I just kind of left the door open a little bit. I didn't mm-hmm. say anything. I just kind of left the door open. I was just wanting him to see. I ain't by myself. Yeah. He was just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me. And he just started digging in his bag and pretending like he's looking in there. I'm just sitting here and I said, you know, you're wasting my fucking time. I got things I got to fucking do. I'm only going to give you two more minutes before I get frustrated. And he's like, okay, gosh. And. Just keep looking around, drinking his beer and just looking around. I said, okay, look, I'm going to open this door all the way now. So I opened the door all the way and I said, what's up? Because you know how much money you gave me. 
gave me a ball of money. This is like a drug dealer. It's like, give me my money, son. It's just, you know, it's a respect thing. Like, regardless of anything, it's respect. You set your price and I said. Did he give it to his car? Or not? Oh, you were bold. And I was already ready, no matter what happened. So, like, that was like the only time that. And when I went back to the front and I told um, front desk, like, security what happened, uh, she was just like, she's a trans woman. She was just mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, she, he lucky he wouldn't have, he would have saw a woman running with heels on. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, that's where we at. Cause I mean, we about to be out here, but he gave my money. I ain't never seen him before after that, but yeah, I bet. So, um, Madam Carmen, what all do you offer? <clears throat> like, like sessions? Like, mm hmm. What all can people ask you to do? Like, you don't have sex with them, or does that... Do you, no. do you get penetrated? Nobody or no? penetrates me. Mm-hmm. The most, okay. I will use my own toy on me to tease them. Okay. And this is, like, I've let my sub... I have a, a, another regular who likes playing with my butt, so... I'll let him like vibrate, like use my little vibrator to play with my butt because he just he just enjoys it and that just brings him joy. So he'll mm-hmm. yeah, he'll ask me and he's bought me stuff that he knows that's like not extreme. Um, that he'll say, you know, can I, you know, play, play with your butt if I if I'm a good boy? And I'm just like, you know, we have a good session. At the end of the session, I'll let you, you know, pleasure my asshole, and that's perfectly fine. Um. um so. You know, with once all of that, like once you know, Sam, once we we've established that, then yeah, that that's something that we've had between ourselves as intimate. But yeah, nobody penetrates me. Okay, so what all do you offer? There's, There's... fetishes and, and kinks. That's why I said when you when you when you're vetting and you're screening people and you're trying to like actually um, like or like schedule a session with someone. That's what you discuss is the kinks and fetishes. It's what you mutually have together. That's the part of the lifestyle. It's not like a menu that I offer. It's it's my list of fetishes that you can work mm-hmm. or work within, but not outside of. What's on that list? It's long. Can you tell us a couple? Our listeners probably want to know. <laughs> Foot worship, ass worship, choking, spitting, uh, gag ball. A sissification, humiliation, it's a lot. Golden showers, and know, w- it's a lot. Sensation play, so just it's just a. I have maybe like maybe forty to fifty, maybe no, not that many, maybe twenty to thirty fetishes between between twenty and thirty fetishes that I participate in actively. What kind of toys do you like to use? Like, what's your favorite? I have an anal fetish. I have a really, really big anal ass fetish. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, male, female. So anything regarding an ass, I just love. So um, anything like an anal plug or anal beads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of the anal plugs, which ones do you prefer? Like, um, so I got an anal training kit one time. So it's like the, I guess it was silicone, maybe. I don't remember, but soft. Then I got this metal one. 
Um, now I don't like anal shit, but I was just trying it out. Do you have a preference? So I have while I'm near them. Uh huh. Okay. Metal. Yeah, one of That's these. what the one, the metal one looks like that I have with the little jewel at the bottom. I have a shit ton of these. These mm-hmm. are just starters. I usually sell these, <laughs> like mm-hmm, used mm-hmm. versions of these. I usually sell them to my subs. Um, but yeah, this is a silicone. This is a silicone mm-hmm, um, anal plug. I prefer these. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They're more body safe. And um, they're easier to enter. They feel more comfortable <clears throat> than this. Yeah, that one never made it in. It's in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the I couldn't get it in. I even texted my friend Mandy, and she was like, "Bitch, lay on your side, lube it up." Did you use lube? I said, "Of course, I use lube." I said, "I think I use." So I have, I have two of those metal ones. The small I know one, mine and is small. medium size one, and I have actually <laughs> like it's so many. I have so many of them though. But yeah, your face lit up when you brought those toys out. <laughs> If I showed you this, you'd probably go crazy. It's probably gonna make me constipated. What you do with that? Put it in your butt. Which side is that side? And then you use that to like pull it out, or what? You put rope on this, or handcuffs. So it goes. This goes up your back. Oh, so then you can be. Uh, I'm I trying was to picture like, it. How is it hooking in? <clears throat> right here. So you keep them. If they move their hands, they're going to move that further up inside of them. When it comes out, is there blood on oh, it? Probably shit if they didn't clean their ass out. <laughs> that's just on some real shit. That's mm-hmm. that's just being real. But that's how we perform so, animals. <laughs> so with with people wanting to use like the toys for the kinks do they have to provide their own toys and do you make sure like they're already packaged or like do you bring some unpackaged toys you just make sure everything's clean like how does that work it's body safe just like you do anything else you wash anything in a dishwasher it's clean and sanitized alcohol it's just the same way that you would do when you go to the doctor and to the dentist they still use the same type of medical tools and equipment on you that they would use on anybody else it's just the way that you have to clean it me being in healthcare, mm-hmm. i have all of that so <laughs> i'm a, like that's how i do it and then i'm a lot of the stuff that is incorporated in bdsm is incorporated we have a, a certain scene called medical play where you would use certain medical equipment and tools, like a spectrum that you would use to get a, a pap. We use those for assholes and BDSM. So the, the same could because we use those medical equipments, we have to clean them the same way. Um, sounds like little metal rods that we stick in the urethras of male penises, like of uh-huh. penis, humans with penises. Then uh-huh. yes, hold on, give me two seconds. But yeah, so, you know, with, with that's why me personally, having an anal fetish i had to learn because i I don't want those problems (laughs) nobody wants those problems so you got to learn that's what i mean when i say study and research a lot of people hit me up and say who i want to learn i want to do everything you're doing i'm just like i you're so gung-ho a lot of people are just so like impulsive with their decisions and being a part of this lifestyle, they really don't do the research. That's the reason why I was like glad that I had to sit my ass down in the middle of this small ass town to just sit and read mm-hmm. before I actually played. Because I feel like if I would have started playing first, I would have made a lot more mistakes. Might have got hurt. I didn't make a lot of mistakes. I didn't make a lot of mistakes. 
So, um, does your family know that this is what you do? Were they judgy about it or were they pretty open? I'm a free spirit. I'm a social butterfly. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I always compare myself to Jenny from, from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, yeah, yeah. like how free spirited she was. Like that's how I've always been my entire life. So, so your family had nothing to say about. They're like, cool, out here working and sex. Call me, um, because his little sister is my little cousin. She lives here with me, not Mm -hmm. in in this town with me. And we finally was just you know playing catch up on the phone, and he was like. So, um, cause I had got some shirts made for my event this weekend and he's like, um, you gonna give me one to say kink nicks? Like let everybody know. And I'm like, you sure you won't let everybody know what your cousin <laughs> out here doing? And he was like, you a dominatrix, right? I could bring you some clients. And this is my 40 year old cousin. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's the only person that probably doesn't know is my grandmother who has dementia. That, oh, like, wow. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's pretty much it. So are you in a relationship? Like the reason why I went like public about being a dom is because my when my father passed away, my father died in 2018. That was my sole custodial parent. That was the person who raised me. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. before he passed away, he already knew all about all of this. And he always told me how proud he was. He was like, you made your own decisions. You're a grown woman. You're a boss. Like you're doing your own thing. And I'm very proud of you for doing that and making those achievements for yourself. Like you didn't make a decision to be a part of this lifestyle because some man or somebody coerced you into doing something that you didn't know anything about. You just, he said, you actually went and learned all about this on your own. He said, I commend Mm -hmm. you for that. So having that validation was all enough I needed. I didn't need anybody else's validation. So when he left this earth, I was like, I can live my life in peace knowing that like I, like he gave me the okay that, um, that his daughter was doing something that she, that makes her happy, and he was okay about that. So I went on hit him in public about it. Like you know, you can mm-hmm. judge me how you want. I'm pretty. I'm I'm good. But you're comfortable with you. <laughs> are you um Are you dating? Are you in a relationship? I'm dating. I'm in a um. I'm in a relationship. I'm I'm queer. I have a a woman. Mm-hmm. How long have y'all been together? He's a dom too. Oh. <laughs> how does that work? <laughs> So how does that work? Do y'all take turns? In y'all's real, like in y'all's, in y'all's real, like in y'all's in, oh, yeah, in relationship life. Because BDSM and, and your vanilla life is two different things. Your sex mm-hmm. life is passion and just between you is intimate, specific to that person. When I have my mm-hmm. sessions, like I said, it's specific to my particular clientele, that particular submissive that I'm playing with. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, there is like no emotional attachment to that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like, I don't have an emotional attachment to my submissives as I will with as my work. Right. It's also pleasure, too. You know, and I mm-hmm. build relationships with these people, but they understand that, like, it only going to go so far. Like, you're, I'm only going to be your madam. I'm only going to be your dom. I'm not going to be your woman, your wife, girlfriend, any of that. Like, this is about my title going to be in your life. And if you're okay with establishing that relationship with me, where mm-hmm. we build upon that type of dom sub relationship, then we can do that, and that's the reason why I have subs that have been in my life for five, six, seven years. They know about my my woman. They ask me about her all the time. How's she doing? Mm-hmm. She doing fine. Did she cook today? Yeah, she sure did. It was delicious. <laughs> I'd be like, shut the fuck up and stop asking me about my life. <laughs> I mean, they, they're just curious because they know she's a dom too. I get it, but I'd be like, shut up! I didn't tell you to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So if somebody wanted to, lately I've been big into role play. If someone asks you, how can I role play? I don't want to be like an actual dom, but let's say I just want to do it for my man or my woman. How do, what do you, what scenes do you suggest? How do you get into character? Um, the music helps. Um, so before I have my sessions, this is my woman cave that I'm in. I come in here and get myself made all up. This is where all my kinkware is, my fetish wear, my toys, all of this stuff is in here. So I get myself mentally prepared in here um, based off of the type of scene we're going to have. So we'll um, we'll talk about it sometimes like with my regulars, I already know what kind of scene we're going to have. So mm-hmm. we do a lot of role play. Me and my I have a sub me and my submissive. We do a lot of role play like he's a maid and like, you know, I'm the owner of the house. I'm, you know, I'm the queen of the house or whatever. Um, or I, we do a lot of pet play where he's my little puppy, my doggy. Um, so in those types of particular scenes, yeah, it's like a, a you set your mood in your head. It's kind of, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to explain. Like, mm-hmm. How do you stay in character? Like, have you ever broken out of it and started laughing? <laughs> I think I would be like, what the fuck is going on? Like the last time me and my son we did pet play, I had him walk me across the whole house on his back. Like he rolled me on his back around his whole his whole house. He was tired as shit. Yeah, I bet. Bad knees. But he did that for an hour. Frontwards and backwards. You weren't tired? I'd be tired riding. <laughs> I was laughing. You asked me about laughing. Mm-hmm. I got so tired of riding because of how the ride was. It wasn't smooth. He was tired. So he was, and my my body's like this on his back. And I'm just like, I'm going to just keep doing it because you are real. I want you to fall. And that's what he did. He ended up like falling on the floor and was like, madam. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't go no further, huh? And- oh, my God. Do you ever call people fat ass? No, I call them bitches and sissies. Oh. And, like, oh. fat? No. I didn't know if people have to, like, you know, be politically correct when they're in Dom character. Or can you say the things that aren't correct? Like, mm-hmm. have you ever had somebody want to do something? Oh, where they're, like, I've had um, like, a guy say something that I felt was racist after the fact. Like, what did he say? I want to save that one for last. That's your cocktail. Oh, oh. that's your cocktail. <laughs> well, okay. Well. But um, yeah, that's a really good one. But like racist, like I don't do race play. That's a limit. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, let me let me stop lying. I do race play on my end. Me being the superior, never the inferior. Even if the money was right, if they were like, I'm going to pay you, let's say, five sacks, and I want you to be my nigger slave. I tell people this all the time. Like, I have a, a friend of mine that's a dom, and some submissives have her, they ask her and request of her to do certain things that aren't comfortable for her. And I have to tell her, those are, called, those are called limitations. You don't have to. Just because they offer you a whole bunch of money, you don't have to do it. It's like rape almost it's like you're making yourself do something that you don't fucking want to for money doesn't make me happy that's why i said it's a pleasure thing for me i didn't learn and study bdsm just to make money if that's the case i could have just took up stripping or some shit and get easier money 
You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that I'm a part of. I'm a part of this lifestyle. So, like, when it comes to race play, I don't play about I don't play about the the inferior side of it. Me me being called a nigger bitch or some shit like that. And those types of um, dynamics exist. I don't really, I'm not really an advocate. For, I'm like, I'm not really big on kink shaming. So I don't shame people for their types of fetishes and kinks that they participate in. I don't judge them for them because like I said, I have an asshole fetish. That means I like mm-hmm. male and female asses. And a lot of people look at me with their nose turned up, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. So I don't judge anybody for what they like. So if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I want you to be my little slave nigger bitch. I'm going to let them know that's not what I'm a part of. I don't feel comfortable with you saying that in front of me. And that's pretty much where that's going to be left at. Now, if we, if that line is crossed, then we, we go from there. We, we cross that bridge when we get to it. But a lot of times I don't, I don't ever have, I've had people like approach me via like DMs, like, Oh, I love your little nigger bitch asshole when i was doing like cam girl shit but i mean these people are like ghosts like ghost um pages you can never figure out who the fuck it is behind it and i stop caring i just block them and keep moving you have to learn those things and stop being so emotionally invested in this shit that's where a lot of people like fall off in any form of sex work you kind of have to understand that in some form of fashions people are going to look at you as an object or look at you as a service like you're providing a service you're like they they dehumanize you in certain perspective that's the reason why i retired from the cam girling and was like no i'm demanding and commanding my dominance and my respect so get it girl (laughs) okay we are gonna take a quick break and when we come back we'll ask you a couple more questions and um go on indecisive diane Adam and Eve says the best part of staying at home is playing at home. Take advantage of the downtime and choose almost any one item at 50% off. When you do, you'll also get 10 free boredom-busting gifts, including six spicy movies, a three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Just remember to use offer code COCKTAILS. That's C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S. Again, that's COCKTAILS at checkout. Adam and Eve has thousands of products to make you glad you are staying at home. Sex toys make being at home so enjoyable. You know I love them. Hell, even shopping from home is more enjoyable when you are shopping for sex toys. Go to adamandeve.com and use offer code COCKTAILS to get 50% off just about any item plus 10 free gifts. Use code COCKTAILS at checkout. Disconnect us from that bad foundation. Do you hear me, God? (laughs) Yes, Lord. Okay, the same way. Amen. I'm just marking the time when it messed up. Okay. Um, so yep. Yeah, so 2020, it's a we all need to reset, refocus. Yes, yeah, so that's what we're seeing collectively is like not just in this outside world, but in our own personal lives. Mm-hmm. If there is something that's not in alignment with you, it is meant to be destroyed. It sucks. Absolutely. Who the fuck wants to hear that the career path you've been on for the past five to 10 years is wrong for you? Nobody. Who wants to hear that those friends that you've been fucking with ain't good for you? Nobody. Like this isn't news that we're like, oh my God, this is so exciting. But when you relinquish all of that old shit, you make room for what you actually need in life. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what's that's the part that we're trying to get to. That's the feeling we're trying to get to. But in order to do that, it's like hella healing you got to do. 
What? You can't get uh, me dick. No, I was reading something over here. I hope I can. <laughs> I'm trying not to be disappointed because I need some today. I spent like okay. the majority of the morning masturbating. So I would like a real person. Oh, that's, that is grand. <laughs> Okay, um, and we're back. That was a clip from our most recent Patreon episode. Um, you guys remember, if you become a patron, you get some special little bonus episodes, some little goodies. So go to patreon.com slash cocktails and sign up. You pick your tier. All right, Madam Carmen. I was going to ask you if you had children, but no, that was your, you have a nephew. Got you, got you, got you. My sister and me are very close. She mm-hmm. apparently went to go get her some food and didn't. Well, she, that's probably what she was trying to tell you. Tell you. <laughs> Do all of that for it. I'm just like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> I'm busy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, no. Do you want to have kids one day? Uh, I'm, I could see myself having a child. When I was babysitting my nieces, I said, fuck no. I mean, I already said no, but like, definitely no. They are a lot of work. I get tired just looking at them, run around and play. I go back and forth between the two. There are days when I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to have my little twin girls. And then there are more days when I'm like, I'm tired and I wouldn't get to sleep if you were my baby. So shout out to the parents out there. Shout out to the parents out there doing the Lord's work because I'm not sure I can do it. <laughs> Only on occasion. 31. 31. Oh, y'all, your mind's made up. Mine is definitely made up. I mean, I felt this way my whole life. I love kids. Even if being to be, involved to be, with someone, and that, you don't think your mind would Say that again? Her? Even being involved with someone, like... Hell No. Cause that might not even be permanent, and then I'm gonna be real Everybody pissed if I'm just so in love and I decide to have a kid with you, and then shit don't work out. So now I got this baby that's gonna look just like your ass, and I gotta look at him every day. I can't. Uh-huh. I don't want to put nobody through that. Mm-mm. I'm good, but I like other kids, and she's, I like to serious. spend time with them. Like I have lots of nieces. I have a cousin. I'm the oldest of my siblings. It's just it's easier for me when you can return the child, and you're not truly responsible for them outside of you know maybe a couple of days. Mm, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Madam Carmen, before we move on to indecisive Diana and advice, are there what are the pros and cons? To being a dom. There are pros and cons to literally everything, even like doctors. I feel like the cons to being a doctor or a lawyer is you don't really get to spend a lot of time with your family. You're always on the go. What are the pros and the cons of this lifestyle? Start with the cons <clears throat> first. Cons is, like I said, the the, de- the dehumanization of it sometimes, um, the objectification, the lack of respect that sex workers get just as, a, as an in entirety. We, we constantly deal with those types of um issues within this community because of what we do a lot of people don't think that what we do isn't considered like a job but hell i do a lot so um but yeah like that's a con um what's another con being a dom of the constant responsibility even when you want to be cared for. I can I can say that now. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have said that about two or three years ago, but the constant responsibility of, of being a dominant and, mm-hmm. and, and and being a dominant and having total control over over other humans 
It's just mm-hmm. like being a parent. So that responsibility, even when you are in a position to where you just want to be cared for in that moment, mm-hmm. it's just like you still got to make sure that they good too. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think that's kind of a, it's not really necessarily a con to, mm-hmm. you, you say it's kind of like a little downfall, a little bit, if you will, but yeah. it's more upsides to it than anything for me. Um, I wouldn't have been doing it this long. Um, the pros is being your own boss, owning your own dominance, being one with your dominance, uh, exploring and being more liberated sexually. I love mm-hmm. that perspective of it. Um, this is a, a constant, uh, never ending learning journey. Like there's so many different fetishes and kinks to explore. Like you'll never not stop. Like you'll never stop learning. Like you always mm-hmm. educate yourself. If you want to continue furthering your education and, and, and your skills and stuff like, and the fact of like finding people within this community, that was one of the main reasons why I created Kinknick was I was tired of being the only black person in a space um, in a space just full of people who are not that didn't look like me, but mm-hmm. enjoy the same mm-hmm. thing that I like. I, I, and I kept saying, I know that there's people that look like me that love what I do too. I just have to mm-hmm. find them, and they came, <laughs> like they came hard. So, you know, um, now I've built those relationships with those individuals, and we're creating content together, and it's just been beautiful since then. So, but yeah, that's the benefits to it. <laughs> That's good. Um, I have a question okay. for you guys, though. Okay, what is it? What is it? Have you guys participated in any form of BDSM? No, I have not. No. no, no. I mean, is is just is anal? Be is, is that just? I've done the whole, like, I don't know. I've never done, like, a whole, like, scene, but I've definitely done, like, super rough, rough sex. Does that fall under BDSM? Like, choking and spitting in the mouth. uh, Forms of kinks and fetishes, yeah. Okay. That seems like light work to me. I was, that was, I say no. (laughs) (laughs) It's light work, but light work can become extreme. I need to stay like coming like this and start coming <laughs> in your face, like on you. Mm-hmm. That's extreme. Mm-hmm. Does that make does mm-hmm. that, yeah. yeah. Like instead mm-hmm. of like a little drool, like a little. Yeah. I teach people in my course um, the different types of domination. So we have like psychological, mm-hmm. we have extreme, we have um, sensual domination uh, and financial domination. So there's there's different forms of dom- of domination. So like sensual will be that ooh. Like, let me just drool down in your mouth a little bit while I'm gently mm-hmm. struck, like choking you. Whereas extreme mm-hmm. is more like I'm choking the hell out of you and I'm smacking your face, spitting on your face. Like I'll spit in someone's face and take my feet and rub it all over their face. Oh yeah, I'm I wish somebody would let me financially dominate them. That's what I meant. <laughs> I do too. That. People, some of the, when I see the girls, I follow a couple different doms on Twitter and on Instagram, and everybody always makes it seem like it's, seem like it's so easy to get the financial domination. Membership program that is not that fucking easy. I'm not gonna sit here and and it's one of the shortest segments of my like it's one of the shortest courses in my classes mm-hmm. in my course because I'm just sitting here like it's pretty self explanatory like. um and it's like, oh, how did you get your, like, for me, my financial, my, fin- like, my, finan- my fin subs and my pay picks came to me. 
Like, if they're saying, I want to send you some money, what's your cash app? What's your PayPal? Then I'm going to give it to them. But you can, I'll literally, I have a whole foot page on Instagram now. And if I put any hashtags involving foot fetish, they mm-hmm. come and they're not real. They're scams. <clears throat> They're just mm-hmm. scams. They're just going to ask you to send them $10 because uh, they don't believe that you're going to stick around if they give you $800. Oh, boy, fuck you. Stick around <laughs> if for you $10. Don't, who, if you don't, who is falling for that? That's what I, somebody's falling for it. Fall for it. There are people on here that are not educated that they see those women doing those things and they put themselves in danger. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable. That's the reason why when I first became a, a cam girl, I'm, I'm a nosy motherfucker. I'm like, before I became one, I was studying a lot of them. <laughs> like mm-hmm. seeing what they were doing, mm-hmm. how they were doing it, how they communicated with people that they were interacting with and how far it went for them. Like everybody was different. There are some people that are extremely rude and they're like, give me my money. Fuck you. I'm, I'm popping my pussy. Give my money. And I'm over. And then there are some people that's like, I, I show you my breast. Please. Can I have some money? Please. Like you have different types of people doing different types of things. And, and, mm-hmm. And then I'm always wondering, like, how much money are you really getting? Because sometimes people say they're getting the money from the people. And then you go look at their page and it's like, are you just getting gas money or like real money? <laughs> like, What type of money are you getting? If you're just getting $50 from a nigga, I'm good, bro. I want a house. <laughs> That's the thing, though. A lot of those, like a lot of fandoms have established relationships with their fin subs. So they start off with fifty dollars and then they end up like, you know what? I like you a lot. I'm gonna give you fifteen hundred today. Like that's that's, that's why I'll never excel because I want to start with the fifteen hundred. That's what I'm saying. There are women that are like, give me the money. I don't give a fuck. I came out here to make money and they never make no money because they hurt, 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 hurt. <laughs> they they a lot. I don't do that no more. I, I don't really fin, financial domination just comes with me being a femdom. Like I financially dominate submissives that I physically see. Like my mm-hmm. sub that I got to see later on today, I'll literally say, he'll say, madam, we're having a session today at what time? And I'll tell him we have, I'm going to be there for seven o'clock. Okay, madam, is there anything you need? Yeah, I want this. I want my, my, my green rolled up. I want some um, fruit cut up. I want this. I want a nice little cold top, like mineral water. And then I want <laughs> this amount of money laid out on the table along with what I, what you're going to give me for the session. Now, also sometimes, I don't even want money. I want gifts because I'd rather just have the gifts so I ain't got to spend my own money on it. Like if I need a new something for like a toy or something like a new dildo, instead of me spending my own money on it, I just tell them, I just send a picture to one of my subs. They'll say, I'm assuming this is what you want. Yes. Today. (laughs) Like order it now. And they usually do. You got like an Amazon wish list to send out? Mm Mm-hmm. Like the link is there. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like that, I would put, like me, like some people like that Fendom game shit. I'm, I'm, I, that's why I said I'm a part of the BDSM community because I like the physical aspect of it. Being able to physically dominate somebody is how I, I get my release. I don't want to be on the internet like, give me your money. <laughs> like, cause at any t- point in time, they can expose you as a sex worker on um, PayPal, Cash App, mm-hmm. Venmo, all of that shit. Then you're going to have a whole nother web of problems. Problem. Mm-hmm. And I've already did that before. I'm on my third Cash App. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> they they find out because when I was doing my cam girl stuff, a lot of people are going there and be like, 
I'm on squirting videos. They'll put that what what you're sending the cash out for. They'll put exactly what they're putting what they're getting. Anal videos, foot videos, and I'm just like, stop. You can put groceries. You ain't gotta put shit on there. Like you ain't gotta put nothing on there. But cash out sees that, and they're like, they oh, shut you down. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they won't let you uh, get a cash card. They won't verify your address. They just do little shit like that. And you know that there's no way that you can call anybody directly on there. So you just have to get a whole new phone number, right. email, and a debit card. Mm-hmm. That is a shame. What? Well, uh, Madam Carmen, we are going to move on to Indecisive Diane. When we come back, you will help us give some of our listeners some advice. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? Hey, ladies. Sorry, I was checking out my gold tooth. (sighs) Okay, so if you like salty balls... You'll love this date idea for this week. It's called the Salt Yard. Here's the address. The food isn't that good, but here you go. 1820 Peachtree Road, Atlanta, Georgia. The drinks are nice. Tell them I sent ya. Okay, and now we're back and it's time for the advice. Remember that if you want us to answer your questions, you can email us. The email for that is askcocktails at gmail.com. So this first one says, hey, Kiki and Medina, love you guys so much. I've been listening since 2017 and haven't missed an episode yet. I'm a 26-year-old woman working towards greatness, yet still have a lot of room for improvement. I ain't saying your name, but she's a cancer, a femme, kind of shy unless there's liquor involved, and she's pretty damn creative. So here it goes. Me and one of my coworkers, her name is Brie, also a femme and an Aries, reconnected at work when we were hired back in 2018. I haven't seen her since like third grade before then. I'm talking 0203 type shit. We were just friends at first until it started with little comments and certain looks, but me being shy, I ignored them. One day I said, fuck it. I told her how I felt and gave her my number. From then on, we started talking, catching up and whatnot. Always on each other, looking each other up and down like she could really get this work. Do you hear me? The sexual chemistry was... um definitely there sometimes i would get wet just thinking of the nasty sex that could go on between us she loved touching and teasing me i was always in awe when she was around but you know i had to play it cool even though i loved every bit of it i was good at playing the innocent role but wrong i wasn't innocent i wanted her so damn bad her sex appeal oh my fucking geez amazing pretty ass chocolate skin petite pretty ass smile the cutest laugh and so down to earth All right, enough of that. I'm getting kind of hot just thinking about her. So everything is going good. We're hanging out a lot, especially at work, until one day I was in a bit of an ugly mood. My period was near. I know how that can be. And she came to my work unit as usual, talking and whatnot. I pretty much gave her the cold shoulder. Big mistake. She asked me what was wrong, assuming I was mad at her. I told her nothing, and I could see that she was a bit annoyed and confused. So a few days go by, and I don't hear anything from her until I see her, and I try to talk to her. She looked at me like, stop talking to me while rolling her eyes i did just that and walked away we later had a few words through text where i explained that i wasn't feeling well i was sorry and i really didn't want to be bothered at the time she didn't care told me that my vibe was off and basically to kick rocks 
damn, that was drastic. It's been almost a month and a half and we haven't spoke one word to one another. And it's a big awkward, bit awkward because we work together. We literally walk past each other like we don't know each other from a can of paint. I miss her. And I still want to fuck at least. LOL, JK. Girl, you're not playing. I know that. <laughs> oh, she said condom. I know the sex will be out of this world. I also want to make amends because we were friends first, but I don't know where to start being that I'm so quiet. She's an asshole. And if she diss me, I'm going to want to fight. Whoa. It's so hard for me to initiate anything. I also feel like this situation is so childish. And if I want to deal with her and do I want to deal with her, if that's all it takes for her to go ghost. Any advice? When people act childish like that, especially girls, because we can sometimes do it a lot when we're about to start our periods or if we're just feeling emotional or if we want attention and we feel like we haven't got any. I say just that. Like, girl, this is this is childish. Stop. You know, we still want to be friends or we still whatever y'all doing Mm -hmm. fucking or being friends. I think you should say something if you still want her to be in your life. She seems a tad dramatic. I don't even understand what really happened. Yeah, I um. (laughs) say fuck it because it's too much it's too much all because you had a bad day people have bad days i don't think you want to deal with somebody who is acting like this this too much mm-hmm. that's a lot mm-hmm. it's a lot Madam Carmen, do you have anything you want to add I, I i i agree i feel like that you know i'm not really for the childishness i'm very straightforward and direct about pretty much everything I, i'm a big advocate of transparency so gotta be honest Otherwise, your expectations just they don't match what you've done, like your your contribution. So I agree. Okay. Girl, I'll help you figure that out. Okay, this one says, hey, ladies. First off, I love you guys. I've gotten very lazy and comfortable during this pandemic, especially since I've been working from home. I've gained a good 20 pounds, and I occasionally will feel depressed about not being able to leave the house and cancel trips, but not to the point of concern. My live-in boyfriend continues to work outside of the home, and when he comes home, He'll often make hints about me looking pretty comfortable. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> Such as tugging on my bonnet. Rude. Asking if I've Damn. showered. <laughs> but bitch, if you're not showering, bro, you got to shower. I do shower, but I put my PJs back on or lazy clothes no matter the time of day. I am wondering if you ladies can offer some advice on how to get back to yourself because I'm struggling and I don't want it to affect my relationship. Maybe some self-care tips for mental and physical health. Thanks in advance, ladies. P.S. I ordered my cookbook, Kiki. I can't wait to read it. I'm watching the damn email every day. Like, where's my package? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get this shit out. Um... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe find something that you like to do that makes you want to get out of bed. Maybe like force yourself to put on clothes, even if it's not like getting dressed up to the nines and go somewhere like get up and do something. Get back to what makes you happy by yourself. And then maybe you'll feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. to do the other things and like brush your hair, take your bonnet off, like go take some pictures for the gram or something. Go somewhere. And like, I think once you just go ahead and do it. Because it it can be work. I totally understand. But once you do it, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm feeling better. Like, sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I will beat the fuck out of my face and fix my hair. Um, And it makes me feel better. So, maybe you just need to do it. Yes, yeah, sis. 
You got to mm-hmm. get up out that bed um, and take that bonnet off that head Go to the park. and put some makeup on. Like Kiki said, go to the park. If you're working from home, get dressed like you're going to work or and go somewhere else and work from outside of your house. I've had to do that. I'll either go to my rooftop by the pool, whether it's in the conference room. Sometimes I'll go to the park. Just do it so you can start to get back in the routine of getting up and getting dressed and leaving the house. The weight gain part, bitch, I gained 10 pounds since quarantine. So I'm with you on that. But you just you got to start somewhere, even if it's walking to Starbucks instead of driving or Uber Eats. Don't Uber Eats. Go get your food and walk mm-hmm. if, it's, if you food. can. That'll help. I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but you're you probably going to have to like do some working out. I don't know if you have a pool or access to a pool. I really enjoy the pool workouts because my knees be hurting and my ankles and I still got these damn bunions. So, you know, I just have a lot of aches and pains. You know, I got back problems and shit. It's like I'm 83 years old. But when you're in the pool... <sighs> We're it's really getting old. like water aerobics and stuff as old ladyish as that may sound. It really is easier and it's going to be a full body workout. So, I mean, try it. But then you said you gain weight and you don't like it. So maybe yeah. you don't want to be in a swimsuit, which I also get. I don't know, girl. Good luck. But try, try some things. Just start moving. Good luck. And start right after you listen to this episode. Like get now, up and go do something. You can just keep your headphones in. For yourself a spa day. I think that that would have been more like. Say that again. Say that again. A spa day. Those work. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, just take mm. yourself out. Um, give yourself a reason. Like, I, I know I, the reason why I say that is because even putting makeup on sometimes just doesn't, like, settle the score for myself. So, like, I always have to do something else, like, put makeup on and then go out and get my toes done. <laughs> and then come back home and be like, I'm pretty from toes to my face. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, paint your own toes to yeah. Um Going out and and just giving yourself that relaxation of being able to just kind of relax and give yourself, go take yourself and go get a massage, like help, help get those muscles back working. Do that, do that, do all of that. Okay. This other one is really long. So I'll just save this one for next week. (laughs) The other advice. Let me put it in my, I have this desk in um, my room and I just, I call it my office. (laughs) I just love sitting over here. My chair still hasn't come, but you know, whatevs. Okay, so. You know, uh, I went outside today, bro. The mail, the postal service, they are not playing. They had a whole boycott all on they did? Uh, Lenox Road. I don't know what's going on, but it made me be like, well, let me figure out what's going on because, you know, people's packages have not been getting delivered because the mail people is yeah, like, because he's Trump. trying to like do all of these things. I saw some article about the mail sorters and it's like how they're already like swamped with packages, mail and everything swamped. else. Okay. So now we will move on to cocktails. Remember, if you have a cocktail, you want to share it on the show. You can send it to us, cocktails.atl at gmail.com. Okay, so you want to go first, Madam Carmen? Yes. Let's hear this story. Okay, um, so we talk about this whole race thing. So um, I had a session with this particular guy, and um, we met at a hotel, Um he was very, very already like anxious and gun ho just to have a session with me. So it was a pegging session and he talked a lot. I don't like people who talk a lot. Just try to tell me what to do. Ooh, fuck my ass, madam. Please just like, just, just so excited. 
and finally got into the scene where I'm actually pegging him and I'm using a really large uh, dildo. And um, as I'm going inside of him, he's kind of moving a little bit like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then eventually when I pull out, he starts bleeding. I'm going home. So- <laughs> <laughs> the scene is over. Nope. I was like, hey, look, you bleed. And he was like, he turned around and he was like, you raped my ass, madam. You raped me. And he just kept saying that. And I was like, no. He's like, no, you raped me. Look at my ass. It's bleeding. You raped me. He was actually like excited about that. And I'm like, okay, you know, like this, clean yourself up. And he was like, are you going to? I said, no, we're, the session is over. So he was like, please, he begged me, begged me, begged me. I said, okay. We, we, I, let him, I made him perform an enema. So he performed the enema to make sure everything was kind of clean out of there. I didn't use that same strap, that same dildo. I used a smaller one. But as I'm in his ass, this man turns around and says, tell me to say Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, sir. Sir. <laughs> sir. Did he? Did you do it? Did he? Did I was you do it? I stopped the scene. When the scene stops like that, is it? Not, is it weird? Like everyone's just grabbing their bloody tools. No, we we talked about it <laughs> how it made me uncomfortable, mm-hmm, and, he, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm not going to make you say something that you may not mean. So. Mm. If you mean it, you're gonna say it. Even if I got a dick in your ass, you're gonna say it. And I feel that way about that. So I feel like he just wanted me to say that shit because, like, nigga, you on some Trump white lives matter shit, and you just want to say black lives matter because of this taboo scene that you're in. This black woman fucking you with a big ass black dick, and you just wanted to say black lives matter to like set this mode. It's just like when you see a uh, old girl from Players Club and he was like, I'm black and I'm proud. It's like a mockery of of your culture. And I didn't like that. So it made me uncomfortable when I end the scene. But you charge him double? No, he gave me a tip. He gave me a really nice tip. Mm-hmm. Especially for making his ass bloody. So mm-hmm. yeah. I would also need like money to go to the hospital to I need to get everything tested, bro. Like your whole booty blood is ep- Jesus. Um, that was a bloody cocktail. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this week, you guys, I am going to read a cocktail um, that one of our listeners sent in. The subject line is porn waterworks with my man. She said, hey, ladies, it's so funny. As I'm writing this, I'm hearing it being read in Medina's voice, laughing my ass off. But anyway, y'all already know you're the shit. Love the show. I hope to come to a live show. And um, as soon as this pandemic shit is over. But anyway, let's get into it. So last night, me and my man was sipping on some Ciroc VS brandy. And we both already knew it was going down. We had watched porn for the first time together earlier in the day, but I guess we both needed that liquid courage to really get into it. So we're about five shots in and I say, want to try to watch it again, baby? The porn. 
He says, yep. So I give him the laptop and he goes straight into the search bar and types in Ebony Deep Throat. Now, I usually ease into it with a little softer porn first and then go for the gold. But she, I'm like, I guess we driving straight into it tonight. Before the video starts, I already feel my pussy throbbing. I'm drunk. I've had four she orgasms. And I'm already fiending for my dick. He eases his big chocolate hand down my panties and chuckles when he feels this wop. She put in parentheses wet ass pussy <laughs> like we all know. <laughs> He's softly rubbing my clit and I am in heaven. We clicking from deep throat to deep throat video. Oh, we clicking from deep throat to deep throat video. And by this time, I'm damn near soaked. I'm stroking his shit, using my spit to keep it nice and wet. And he's hard as a rock. He's even moaning a little, which I fucking love. We both getting closer and closer to coming, telling each other not to stop. And before you know it, that man is squirming and bust a fat ass nut. I come shortly after him and I'm stuck for about three minutes. After we clean up, I couldn't help myself but to go right down and suck his dick. I'm like, I'm snatching baby soul tonight. So I go in on him straight to deep throat throating. His dick feels good as fuck in my throat and he's slightly pressing on my head to push it further. A couple minutes later, I'm out of breath and I can't and I can't tell he's getting close and I can tell he's getting close and girl, I'm excited. I swear I get such a rise out of making him go crazy. His dick starts throbbing in my mouth and I feel him about to come. So I push that dick as far down as I can go and let him come down my throat. Child baby was a loss of words. He cleaned himself up and I damn near started the third round, but he was going crazy. Y'all know how they be when it's too much stimulation, but yeah. Yes. Bomb ass night to be replicated soon. LOL. I love y'all. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> Thank you, girl. You just gave me the inspiration. I try to like let my nigga come in the back of my throat. As soon as I know he's about to do it, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. No, no, no. I have it in my throat. I like it. I like it to be controlled. Like if you're already in my mouth. Ever? Oh, girl, I'll be rubbing that shit in. Uh huh. You don't like it? Um, I'm weird. Uh, I used to say that I would only swallow if I was to marry that man. Oh. oh. I'm a woman now, so I'm swallowing her all up anyway. So. <laughs> game, yeah, that's a little easier. Okay. So I was going to read a cocktail, um, but I'm not. I'm going to tell y'all what happened and don't say shit, <laughs> okay? Because it's not good. Um, but I forgot I had told y'all, I'm going to tell y'all even when the shit is whack. So when I go back to reading in a couple of weeks, <laughs> you will you will realize why. Okay, so, you know, this weekend, like I said earlier, I had all them people at my house, right? Then it was Raven's birthday and there were all those children. They were exhausting me. They came back the other day. And so we go to my aunt's house. We had dinner over there. We're all hanging out. All the cousins are playing. Walker has a new dog. They're playing with the dog and shit. But I was just tired from the kids. And then we had been drinking a whole bunch of wine because that's what happens when we go over to Sean's house. She It's just wine. It's like, girl, where are you pulling the wine from? She just has cases and cases of wine, wine racks full of wine. <laughs> 
And yes, she's and always it's just like, been like that. More wine? Yeah, and it's like, well, damn, bitch, how many bottles did we drink? I don't know. So anyway, everybody stayed at my house that night. I don't have a house. I have an apartment. <laughs> you know, so like that space. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm getting some dick tonight and I'm not going home. I'm dropping all these people off with all their damn questions. You know how kids can be asking all these questions and I'm going to get some. So we get there. I didn't say nothing to nobody. It was kind of a silent ride home. Get there. I text my friend. Uh, well, he had actually texted me and asked if I wanted to come over. I said, yes, and I'm staying. Okay. I'm leave all them damn kids at my house. I'm coming. So he says, okay, cool. So I damn near push them out of the car trying to hurry up and get them out. I was like, take the keys, whatever. I'll be back in the morning. Auntie Diva, where are you going? I'm, I'm handling grown folks business. You guys go inside. You can have my bed stretch <laughs> out, relax, sleep on the couch. I don't care. I gotta go. I'll be back in the morning. I'm all excited to go over there and give me some dick or whatever because I figure it's going to be a, a pain reliever, a stress reliever. Why I got there, as soon as I got there, I had to pee. I peed and I went and sat on the couch and fell asleep. Yes, I did. No, and I was just like, what Kiki. the fuck? So somehow, I guess he put me in the bed eventually. Woke up in the morning. I'm like, oh, hell no. I came over here with a mission and the mission is not going to like not be completed. So I wake him up sucking his dick, right? everything's going fine we're fucking it's really good really enjoying myself i remember why i don't like spending the night over there because i don't like that bed but whatever i'm just happy to have a little bit of space i start my period in the middle of us fucking well not start my period you know when you think your period is over but it ain't really over it's like a little bit left Mm -hmm. and so when they be in there fucking you and stuff it brings that blood right on back down so then i was annoyed because he's not really into period sex like that and i was just like are you really just gonna stop no, he was like, yeah, I may as well so I haven't had sex in a few days and I keep trying to make sure that the blood is gone, but I'm fucking him again today. And if it's more blood coming down, it's more blood coming down. He's just going to have to figure out how to get over it. Take some Tylenol, especially since you're that light. You only Girl, have to take what? like four or five. <laughs> It'll stop it. Well, It'll nothing is coming pain. out right now. <laughs> like the period is I, I take I take birth control pills. So Sunday was supposed to be the first day that I didn't have no period, but it was still a little blood. So I feel like it's Tuesday. The shit better work. It better work. So be pray good. for me. Um, hopefully well, I'll have a juicy you, cocktail. I'll tell you I did some nasty shit. I have some um, requests that I sent him. So hopefully um, he will fulfill those. Otherwise, I won't fuck him again. And that's my cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, girl. It works out for you. There's nothing worse than wanting some dick and you don't get it. (laughs) Carmen, thank you so much for coming on our show. Um, Let everyone know where they can find you out. If you have anything coming up, Um, let everyone know. Um. I'm having my event this weekend, August 22nd. Uh, Kinknick is the third one officially. Um, first one after COVID. Um, and mm-hmm. then also follow me on Kink, I'm going to sit on Kinknick, on Instagram at Just Miss Lovely, J U S T M S L O V E L Y. Just Miss Lovely. That's me on Insta. Okay, well, thanks again. so Thank you so much for coming. Remember, you guys, sign up on Patreon. Um, Medina did the most recent bonus episode. I'll be posting a new bonus episode on Monday. Bonus episodes will come out every Monday. It's patreon.com slash cocktails. And also, um, you can hit us up 
via email, cocktails.atl at gmail.com. If you want to send in a cocktail, if you want us to come on your show, if um, you want to refer a guest maybe, and we'll see if they'll be a good fit. If you want to advertise, any of that good stuff. And then you can also follow us on Instagram at cocktails podcast. I'm at Kiki said so. And, and until next week, you guys, tea. goodbye. Good. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.